Hey guys, welcome back to Make Pods Great Again. Before we kick off the podcast tonight, I got a couple of special quarantine offers I want to uh, throw past you and let you uh, hear about. First one is a company called Clova. So Clova, K-L-O-V-A, is a uh, company that was designed to help you improve sleep quality. And so what they've done is they've created this patch called the Sleep Z Patch. It's actually the number one selling sleeping patch online, sold on Amazon and Walgreens, and it has over a thousand five-star reviews. What you do with this is you place it on your arm, uh, it's like a small little patch, about two hours before you go to bed, and the time-release blend of naturally occurring ingredients goes to work promoting restful sleep. I've been using it, it helps me sleep like a baby, which uh, truthfully is not easy for me most nights. Uh, it's ideal for you if you have trouble falling asleep, which is where I struggle. Uh, it'll also help you if you have trouble staying asleep. Uh, which I know a lot of you struggle with. So you get a 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can try Clova absolutely hassle-free. You can save 20% on your first order today using claim code WADPOD20. That's wodpod two zero over on Clova.com, K-L-O-V-A.com. So I would uh, highly suggest you guys check that out. The second one, and I'm really excited about this, is a double underscores. You know, since we're in this quarantine zone and and uh, a lot of you don't have a uh, home gym, this would be a great time for you to work on double-unders. And so my buddy Ben over at Wad Prep has put together a course called Double-Unders Unleashed. It's an eight-week training course designed to help you improve your double-unders. It's kind of like going to double-under school. Uh, so, you know, I would suggest you do it. All you need is a jump rope. Um, you know, the programming only takes 15 minutes, three days a week. And so you can, you know, you can do this at home. Uh, you know, three days a week and it's great. And, uh, you'll also get access to a private coaching group where you'll be learning double unders with other athletes and working with wide prep coaches. So here's the offer. Send an email to Ben at wideprep.com, B E N at wideprep, W O D P R E P.com with the subject line, John is whipped. And what they're going to do is they're going to give you a secret link to join the double unders unleashed course. Once you join, you'll get three bonus courses that will help you with the mindset, training through injuries, and increasing mobility. And right now, because of the uh, the quarantine and COVID-19, they've actually got a lower payment plan. So it's actually a really cool deal. So make sure you email ben at wideprep.com, and uh, make sure your subject line is John is whipped, and he'll give you the hookup. So with that, on to the show. Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John Woolley, content creator for the Instagram page, Make Wads Great Again. Welcome back, everyone. I'm here with Nikki. Nikki, hello. Hello. How's your life in quarantine? I mean, it's fine. <laughs> it's the same. It's another day. You wake up and it's day. I don't know what day, but it's a day. Mm. This, is, this is the <laughs> the Friday-est Tuesday I've ever had, considering it's Wednesday. They all are, considering that it's appropriate to drink in all of them. <laughs> No. I know. It's the whole the whole week has already been weird, and I'm only no. two or three days in. And we have a special guest tonight. Your best, your other bestie. My other a, bestie. Don't get too jealous. You have Steph a lot. Chung of, is here. I know. Hello, Steph Chung. How are you? Hello, hello. I'm Hi. good. I'm so happy to be here. Now, I'm so happy mo- to see you. Most of I our know. listeners are CrossFitters, so I think most everybody knows who you are. But you're a games athlete, so I feel obligated to say that. Like when you go to the games, like. It's like, for me, it's like winning a gold medal. You're forever known as a games athlete. To totally. So. Oh, well, thank you. That's a wonderful introduction. I know. <laughs> That's uh, because I'm a professional, stuff. A total professional. Yes. Well, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. I'm just <laughs> playing along, honestly. But well, hi. I listen to your podcast. You guys know what you're doing. I don't. Actually, you don't. and our mom. That's it. Yeah. Nikki, <laughs> Nikki knows what she's doing. 
I just am here for the rude comments. And then Bean jumps in to make weird meows into the phone. Occasionally. Hey, Bean. So. Oh, he's so cute. I love he's going to freak out if I bring Kaya head. up here. Like, Mike, oh. Bean and I are having a, a very unique relationship right now because he's not used to me being home this much. Mm. And he's kind of a dick. <laughs> but but now he's having moments where he's being like crazy sweet, like he's crawling mm-hmm. in my lap and like turning around and resting his head on my chest. And I'm like, I, I don't really like you. So I'm not sure I'm comfortable with this, you know, but he's so <laughs> when cute. did we he, cross this line, bro? I know, but he's so cute. I can't I can't get rid of him. Like even now, he's just like hanging out in my lap. Just like it's just a no, weird he never thing. does this. I know I'm becoming a cat wow. lady. Amazing. I see that happens. I know. That's amazing. I think the pets have have it the weirdest right now because they don't really know what to do. Like they're really used to having everyone out during the day. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, like humans are home all the time. I know. And- Let's talk about the real winners of the quarantine here <laughs> oh, is the- all of our pets. Yeah. They the get dogs. us home constantly. The dogs the do- for sure. Oh, the dogs oh love God. it. I've gotten so many. Vi- I bet I've gotten, without exaggeration, 50 videos of people back squatting, front squatting snatching dogs kicking mm-hmm. dogs, like some of, some of it's just horrible but but and the dogs are like the best sports they like yeah. go over the shoulders these dogs tails just wagging if i did that with bean he would just shred me literally shred me <laughs> what are you doing yes the best story that i heard when this first happened was there have been multiple accounts of dogs spraining their tails yes wagging them too much because they're so excited their parents are home all the time yes that's what Matt makes a joke every night because Griff, who I know like, you know, what, two months ago on this podcast, we were talking about how I just gotten a, a new puppy and he was just like this little itty bitty thing, probably weighs close to 90 pounds now. He's huge. He's huge. And he's like a fucking tank. He just like whale, um, tail wags and like butt wags into fucking everything constantly. And Matt's always joking that we're going to have like the next dog that sprains our tail and has to go to the bed. Oh, those are the best. I used to have a Newfoundland. Uh, oh, oh my, my gosh. When my daughters were uh, three and five, we had this Newfie and he was a puppy and it was the same, like 90 pounds like that. Mm-hmm. And Megan, who was, you know, she was like basically a toddler. This dog, his tail would start wagging and he would literally just knock her across the room. Like she just, oh, you know, toddle into the tail and he just knock her across the room. He, he had no idea. You know, he just thought he's being nice to her. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> massive dogs. Yeah. It's been I, awesome though. I like it. I like being home with the dogs and quarantine, quarantine sucks in a way. I mean, the world has just absolutely gone to shit and we're now sort of in this, in this place where even if you've been in an area that hasn't been, um, I would say drastically or dramatically affected in some of the ways like we've seen like New Orleans and New York be affected, shit is really starting to hit the fan. Like we are hitting that climb into the apex very quickly, uh, even in areas that have been not spared, but have been, you know, dealing with the issue relatively well. So, so it's getting scary. So now, you know, quarantine sucks. And I I think something like 80% of the world's CrossFit gyms are shut down at the moment and small businesses are suffering. And, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot to consider, but I don't mind being home with the dogs. <laughs> I'm glad that we're safe and healthy. I hope everyone out there uh, is doing their best to stay that way as well. And I mean, pet a dog it helps put a smile on your face. So Steph, what do you do during all this? Like, do you have, do you have somewhere you can go to work out or do you have to work out at home? I am working out at home. Um, it's Austin right now is not the most fun place, not the worst. So we're lucky in that way. Um, but they have closed down all non-essential businesses um, and ordered employees of non-essential businesses to not be in the building. 
So some buildings have, if they had kind of all businesses that were non-essential, they've just said like, we're shut. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily we're still able to go in and kind of get equipment, um, as we need it. But, um, I'm at home. I'm enjoying the, it's getting nicer. I can't say it's nice yet, but it's getting nicer outside. So I'm running a little bit more and I'm really lucky. I have some equipment here, so I do the best with what I have. I was talking to Pat Villner the other day. I swear to God, he has like two dumbbells and they're mismatching. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, bro, you were like second at the games. This is all you got at home, you know, but they're so used to working out in gyms. So this is insane. Like I have a, I have a full gym in my basement. I'm like, all right, Come on down. Come over. Yeah. I am oh so God. jealous. I'm yeah. so jealous. We we don't really have the space for that here. We live in a condo um, and we're on the second floor. So there's like no weight dropping period. Um, even like setting a 35 pound dumbbell down um, non-gently would like our neighbors would pretty much hate us. Right. But um, so I don't do a lot of weightlifting inside. Um, I have, we're really lucky. We have some sandbags that we've got a while ago. Um, so when the weather's nice, we have sandbag sled, um, and then a concept two bike. And we actually have a runner as well, Ooh. which is yeah, yeah. when that. we were, yeah, that's really nice. Um, on the days that it's just like really too cold to outside. That I one's know. really nice. So I keep run. watching all my friends posting like Instagram stories of them working out, like in California and Florida, like out in their, like just in their garages and driveways. And I'm like, y'all in the Northeast, it is still fucking freezing yeah. outside. And I can't, I would love to, I'd love to have like, you know, just open the garage and come down and you know, shit stuff. You guys could come down and we'll work out in the garage and you guys work out in the driveway. <laughs> we'll be good. <laughs> yes. Plates and shit, but it's still too cold. It's way too cold. I know. I'm committed to coming out of this uh, quarantine, the fittest I've ever been. Like I feel obligated to work out because I have all this gear and I have so many friends that don't. So it's like, Mm -hmm. and and, you know, I don't have the girls full time. So, you know, I have these big. What are you doing all day? Exactly. I'm working out like three (laughs) hours a day. It's absolutely ridiculous. That's kind of cool. You're the next games athlete, John, I think. (laughs) Oh my God. John Lilly Masters 2021 games. Yeah. All right. I would die in my pants. (laughs) I would die. It's hard though. Like it's hard to motivate yourself when you're by yourself. Like it's one thing like when you're working out with others. So I'm, I'm trying to like sneak in some, like I did a zoom workout with some people the other day. And that was weird, but I did it because I, I needed somebody <laughs> to yell at me and it worked, you know? Yeah. Was- I like it. Steph, haven't you been leading Zoom classes for Invictus Boston? Yeah. Yeah. So when we transitioned um, really quickly, when the gyms closed, we started Zoom. Um, and it was, I was really anxious about it at first. I think it just because it was a new platform and I wasn't really sure what it'd be like. But to be honest, it feels very similar to coaching a normal class. Um, so I really like it, it with the exception of we're limited in movements, do a lot more adjustments and we don't do as much skill work. Um, but zoom has been really cool. I think, I think a lot of people have been surprised like you, John, of how it works. They're like, Oh, I don't want to really like work out on video. It's kind of weird, but you get a coach watching you and like, it still feels like some people are doing the same thing that you're doing. And even if you just have that pressure of like, Oh, someone might be watching me work out, then it mm-hmm. kind of gets you to keep going. It's a true story. We were we were on Zoom the other day and I was like adjusting the camera and I knew everybody could see me. So I leaned in close and I kind of flexed yeah. a little bit. <laughs> and that's when they took a photo and like somebody texted me like, man, your arms look big. I'm like, they better look big. I flexed for that damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what, I like about, what I like about it is that um, 
or oftentimes if I'm left to my own devices, I'm like, all right, cool. Like the workouts in tribe, like I know I can do it on my own. It's, it's body weight or it's, it's whatever I have around and yeah, I'll get to it. Yeah, I'll get to it. And then it's like 2 PM and I'm like, yeah, I'll definitely get to it. And then it's like four or five and I'm like, ah, oh, it's like dinner time. And then it's like darked out. I'm like, ah, oh, totally. I'll do it tomorrow. But if there's a zoom class, at least I know, okay, I can't get out of it. People are expecting me. I'm going to be on at three o'clock. It's going to get done. Kind of like, just, just like it is at the gym. If I show up, people will tell me what to do and I will get fitter. I just have to show up. Same thing with the Zoom class. It makes me more accountable on a, on a timing basis. For sure. It's like having a schedule. It's something yeah. to put in your schedule as a concrete thing, not like a, an item on the to-do list that can get shoved to the bottom or shoved in tomorrow. And it's like the only thing on my schedule right now because I'm, I'm committed to not putting jeans on until after quarantine is over. Uh, you better keep that trying. Means definitely not. Bras, it's touchy. Maybe yeah. not on a two to three times a week. Maybe. Dude, maybe. You need, you need to maybe. cry on the jeans at least once a week because you got you to gotta make sure you're making progress throughout <laughs> that week. Sweatpants lie to you, man. They totally yeah, lie to you. They're, they're totally feeding my ego right now. These sweatpants are so loose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel great and comfortable every single day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally fine. I ordered like like 12 bottles of dry shampoo from Ulta because like, you know, all the stores are closed. And so we're just stocking up and we got the box in and Matt looks at it and he's like, Sue, you're never washing your hair again. (laughs) (laughs) It's like quarantine. (laughs) Probably not. Quarantine's making us do all kind of weird shit. Like I went on Amazon and like I asked the girls, I'm like, what do you guys want for food around the house? Uh, They, they still haven't caught up to the fact that the world is different, you know? Right. So they're, they look like ice cream. I'm like, I can't order ice cream on Amazon. Like it's not going to come to me. Like, what do you want? And so now I'm, I'm making this shit up. I have a full pantry of, uh, Scoopy fruit snacks. Cause that's what, you know, they're 18 and 16. So they still want fruit snacks. Totally appropriate. I know I have like 50 bags of potato chips. Cause you can't buy them like in groups of 10, you have to buy a full case. <laughs> You know, so I've got Just all the important things. Yeah, I, I did buy a ton of pretzels to eat with peanut butter because, you know, I love myself and peanut butter is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Just making us do the dumbest shit ever. I can't stand it. But Yeah, but. I'm eating breakfast dessert. Anyone else? Yes. Call me in. Yes. I don't know. It's just quarantine makes me want dessert with like every time I eat, I have to finish with something sweet. So I'll like make an omelet and be like, all right, time for some chocolate. <laughs> 930 in the morning. <laughs> I don't know. It's just happening. Just let it happen, guys. No big deal. To, to be fair, I also believe that like if you're having a rough time, if you just give yourself a little treat every once in a while. For like, like every good three job, hours, it's 11. Yeah. Like good job. It's 11 or like, oh, you finished that on your like to-do list. Like congrats. Here's a Cadbury chocolate egg. I'm not going to lie. I've been on the Easter candy life for like mm. about a month and a half now. And everyone would make fun of me because I'd bring it to work in this little Tupperware. Like I still got it all measured out and whatever, mm-hmm. but like increments through the day, it's like, congrats. You got through like session one and like, yeah. you made it through and here you go. I like this one. I'm fully, like, fully in. Yeah, congrats. Oh, you head. woke up. Have an Easter. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> have 17 Cadbury yes. eggs. Now, I do appreciate that yes. you still like weigh and measure it. True story. Steph is like the only reason why I had any macronutrients at all during the entire Mayhem Throwdown weekend <laughs> because we shared a room. And I like, you know, this, like when I work events, when any of the media team work events, we just work these really long days and there's kind of like no structure and you're just churning out content constantly. So, you know, nutrition and eating, even just sitting down and eating like completely goes by the wayside. 
but Steph is like very like measured. He's an athlete, you know, at, at an event, very measured. I have my numbers, I have my food and like, you know, robbed Whole Foods before we even got to the event. So like our kitchen was completely stocked and I'm like sitting and editing I'm like this close to my computer. I'm like totally focused. And she's just like ma- weighing and measuring me bowls of like delicious, uh, like Greek yogurt. And here's like a weighed and measured amount of, of chips you can eat. And I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. I wouldn't have even eaten tonight. <laughs> I was like, Nikki, what have you eaten for food today? She's like, um, coffee. I was like, so much coffee, not food. It counts. It totally counts. Totally uh, counts. Yeah. I also have two proclivities. I love food. And whenever I go for competition, I always overbuy just in case, like you never want to be stuck without it. And I love whole foods. So there wasn't a whole foods near mayhem. So I went on my way to mayhem. So there was plenty of food for many, many people. We stocked up on the white chocolate peanut butter situation. That stuff is so good. Do you, find, do you find weighing and measuring comforting? Because I do. Like I've been like, yeah. I've been measuring every, particularly since the quarantine. I mean, I've been doing it for a couple months now anyway, but like I'm obsessing during the quarantine to make sure I don't overeat because like my activity level is significantly different now. Mm. And, and not even overeat, like just to make sure I either eat enough or or in some cases not overeat. Like, is that comforting for you or is it just like you're so used to it now? It's just second nature. I think it's a little bit of both. I'm really type A though. Like I'm really planned out. So it really helps me to have that structure. Um, So I think that's why I took to it really easily at the beginning. Obviously it was harder at the beginning um, to plan. Like it took a long time, but now it's so, so second nature. It's so easy for me to do. Um, I really like it. And that's kind of, the one of the things I've tried to stick with, even though it's like huh, 9 a.m., I can eat whatever I want. Like, <laughs> yeah. like no, you're still going to eat like your normal breakfast and do normal things because that helps me kind of not maybe I lose where my days are, but at least I don't lose my whole day, yeah. you know, to yeah. eating kind of crap because I could do that. I'm do you a just huge do your eater. own thing or do you have an app? I'm like, what do you use? I use my fitness pal. Yes. Yeah. We're buddies now. We're John co- has we- abs thanks to my fitness pal right now. Yes. Not fair. <laughs> Not true. Fair. Look, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'll tell the story again, but this is true stuff. Like when Nikki and I were in uh, Boston for, or not Boston, Baltimore, Baltimore. For, yep. uh, for the Under Armour Athlete Summit. And they gave me some tights. Now I've never owned tights before. But hot. men's tights, yeah, men's tights are not high-waisted. I'm <laughs> going to throw that out there. So I had total not- muffin top going on. And I was very unhappy, very unhappy about the muffin top. And so I'm like, screw this. Like, I need to do something about my weight. So I'm talking to our buddy, John Glaude, who uh, runs Obese to Beast and has lost a ton of weight, a couple hundred pounds. And asked him, I'm like, hey, have you ever used this MyFitnessPal? He's like, yeah, that's how I've lost all my weight. So I'm like, great, I'll try it. Well, like day one, I punched in everything I ate. And I'm like, holy shit, no wonder I'm muffin topping. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I am totally eating the wrong stuff. I'm eating too, way more than I thought I was. It was yeah. really just, yeah. it wasn't even the wrong stuff. Like I was eating okay. I was just eating, you know, a third more than I should. Yeah. And um, I, so I start, I've been doing that since January. I've dropped 20 pounds. I'm like, well, oh like le- less than 8% body fat at this point. It's crazy. Awesome. Not fair. True though. Jerk. I sent Nikki a photo. I'm like, Hey, Jerk. you, you want to see how lean I'm getting? And she's like, tell the truth. Did you Photoshop that? I was like, are you, are you like scamming me right now? Because I'm like, you did a really good Photoshop job. I was so, I, I was so happy. I'm like, Oh my God, she thought I Photoshopped it. I'm really making progress. I showed it right to right. Matt and he was like, are you fucking kidding me? I was, I was so happy. 
I was so happy. Oh, that's amazing. No. Good for you. Yeah, dude, it's, you are crushing. You're my goals right now. I'm in my third week of, of RP and it's, it's a struggle. I'm, I'm getting there. It's always the beginning that's a struggle, mm-hmm. but at least you have time to do it. Cause the hardest thing I find is not that people don't want to do it or that it's like tough from a mental perspective. It's just like hard with time restraints. Yeah. Like a lot of people, I, I know you pack, are used to prepping your food, but if you're not used to doing it for a long time, it's like, that's a hard thing. It adds time into your week that a lot of people don't just have. Totally. So it's like way easier if you kind of like miss a day to be like, Oh, it's just one day. Like I kind of like, I have to, I have to eat out or whatever. And then it's like the next day is like, Oh, well I did it yesterday and it was really easy. So like maybe if it's just again today, I'll get started next week and then it gets pushed off. So I do think this is a really good time for like, if you're starting something new, it gives you time to adjust to it before you get back. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're totally right. I mean, I found that truthfully, like it's easier for me being in the house and doing it mainly because like I would totally fall off the wagon at work where we have like a kitchen full of snacks all the time. Um, but even, even though every day feels the same, (laughs) for some reason we hit Friday and I'm still like, okay, time for cocktails. (laughs) That's the hardest part is like the weekends, even though the days are weird, like the weekends, I still want to go ham on, on all the things I'm not supposed to eat. And last weekend I baked four loaves of bread. Oh my God. (laughs) Four loaves of bread. What, what bread? Um, okay. I, you guys, I really did this. I, I baked a, like a crunchy top, like sourdough kind of roasted garlic rosemary bread. Yum. Amazing. We ate way too much of it. And then I, I made like a white bread, but it like, because it's fresh, it like grew mold overnight. So we only ate a portion of it, but it was fine. It was like sad. And then I made two sweet potato challah bread braided ass, like yes. actual loaves. I fucking I'm braided impressed. bread. I am. Thank you very much. I am turning into duty homemaker. Oh my God. If, if they're, if they're easy, send them to me because everyone who knows me will attest. There is really nothing I love more than bread. Dude, Matt is the same way. I will totally send them to you, but fair warning. Yeast is gone everywhere. It's not in any supermarket. We can't order it. The only one we found was like a fucking two pound bag of it. That won't come until like Why? April 27th. I don't know. Seems- Apocalypse, end of the world shit. People buy fucking toilet paper, vodka, and yeast. I have no idea. Makes no sense. That does not seem like a doomsday prepping item. No, that no. Not, realistically, neither is toilet paper. Like there's ways around that. So true. also true. I don't understand the toilet paper thing. I was at, I went to Walgreens to pick a few things up. Essential items, of course, because I don't want to get in public. And they actually had some paper goods. <laughs> So I'm like, uh, I'm like, I'm going to get, some, I needed some, or I didn't need it. They just had some paper goods. So I'm like, I'm going to get some Kleenex and I'm looking at the box and I like, I'm a banker. So I immediately start doing the math. It's got 128 sheets in it. And so I'm like, if I had to use this for toilet paper, I could poop 60 times. That's like, that's like almost two months of pooping, right? Why are people <laughs> buying, you know, six cases of toilet paper? Just go buy a box of Kleenex. You're good for like two months. It's great. That's what we had to do because we actually like the timing just naturally worked out really badly. Like we were out of our toilet paper stock at exactly the time that everyone was buying toilet paper. And we didn't realize until you couldn't get toilet paper anywhere. So it was just like Kleenex it is. Yeah. It's the same thing basically. Yeah. Well, that's why I couldn't understand why there's paper towels. Like, okay. Paper towels. I understand why you wouldn't 
necessarily want to sub that, but there were plenty of tissues everywhere. Tissues and paper towels. It's just the toilet paper that's gone. Weird. Yeah. So weird. Aren't you excited that you got on a podcast to talk about pooping? This is awesome. (laughs) This is not where I thought the conversation would go, but. Yes. Glad I trained for the game so I can talk about my bowel movements. Yeah. (laughs) I try to, we don't know what we're doing. I try to say, but no one never listens. It's a weird time also. Like, I don't know. I don't know that anyone knows where these things are going. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of part of my question for you is we are staring into such such an unknown abyss at this point, you know, like tons of sanctionals have canceled. You had gone to some, we're planning on going to some more and, you know, figuring out how to get back to the CrossFit games this year, which we don't even know if that is going to happen, you know, still on for now, but could change, uh, could change at any moment, could change even before we post this. Um, So what, what are you sort of like, what's your mindset sort of like just looking into all of this unknown when you, you had some big competition goals this year? Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie. It was really, really hard. Cause I was in that phase with Iceland, um, where I was starting to really ramp up. Um, things were starting to feel really good and we were starting to kind of get into the final phase of like peaking for that competition. Um, so to go from, a, from that mindset, kind of like an all in kind of ready to hit the gas mm-hmm. to kind of complete, not kind of just complete shutdown. Um, you know, everything changes. I will say that, um, once we realized how serious it was, um, that did make me worry a little bit less about competition. Um, it's just one of those things where like, yes, there's a lot of uncertainty with what we do and this is our livelihood. It's what we do for a living, but there's so many people out there who are having a really, really hard time with this and have, you know, legitimate serious problems due to this virus. So, um, you know, I feel lucky where we are now that like my biggest concern is when I'm going to get to compete again, because, you know, I'm going to be able to compete. And ultimately, um, whenever those competitions do end up happening, I'll be hopefully lucky enough to be healthy and be there. So um, it was really tough for me at first. And I think it, it wasn't because of the competitions being canceled necessarily. Obviously, that was a big blow to um, to the plans, you know, I had wanted to compete, um, and I'd wanted to go to the games. Now it's like, it just feels like we all need to do our best to get through this and keep kind of everybody safe. And then whatever happens for the rest of the season, you know, if if the games doesn't happen and we end up, um, putting sanctionals kind of through what would be games time, you know, extending the season out, but just not having any games, or if they do the games online or, change the format. Um, I think it's, it's disappointing, but I also understand that the circumstances are what they are and I'd rather be safe than risk something. Um, you know, there's always next year. And I was talking, um, with someone like, this is just a very long off season, I guess, you know, time to get better at the stuff that you need to work on. Yeah. Totally. I like that, that you put it in perspective a little bit because we all have a tendency to live like within our little bubbles, right? Like I felt the same way. I mean, actually today was the day that we were supposed to leave for Iceland to get yeah. there. And uh, yeah, you were going to compete and I was going to help uh, the morning job cover it. And I think at first when all the shit started shutting down, I felt the same way as you. I was like, come on, like I wanted, I was ready to go. I was ready to travel. Yeah. It was going to be great. Like I even remember saying like, they're not like having it over there yet. So like, we'll be fine. It's not a big yeah. deal. Um, and when you really 
you start to think of the perspective of what the world is going through, I mean, you're right. It, it, it humbles you a little bit and gets you out of your tunnel vision, out of your bubble for a second to be like, shit, this is, this is bigger than me and my plans and my problems. So it's, it's nice to have that perspective. Yeah, it was, I, I'll admit it. I had the same thing. Like when this start, when it started spreading through Europe, um, I was watching Iceland pretty closely and how many cases they had. And my naive mind was like, oh, they only have 73 cases. Like, it'll be fine. Boston yep. has like hundreds. They have, like, we have way more coronavirus here than they have there. Like, what's the risk of me traveling? Right. And, you know, <laughs> and right. I was like, that event is not happening. And I was like, no, no, it's great. You'll see. It'll be fine. <laughs> right. Well, and I think that's kind of, obviously this is completely new. It's nothing we've ever experienced. Most of us have never experienced this in our life before. So we don't really know how to take it as seriously as we should. So, you know, I kept thinking like, oh, it's fine. One country, like there's more risk of me getting it in Boston than there is in Iceland. Like, sure, I can go compete there. And looking back at it now, it's like, that is extremely irresponsible. And there's a lot of people who kind of have that mindset now. I think like, oh, I'm young, I'm healthy. Like I'll travel and it's not bad because where I am has more coronavirus and where I'm going without thinking that you could potentially spread it. Yeah. And I think that's what, that's what was hitting me last week. So that was, those are my initial thoughts. Last week, it hit me hard that like people are really dying. Like this is really, really serious for a lot of people. And we're not even in the worst part of it yet. Um, and it really, so it really made me kind of think about what I'm doing and how I can help. And it's hard to feel helpless, but it's also then looking at it from, um, a self-accountability perspective. It's like, how much are you doing to help keep this contained? Right. Um, so that's, I think all we can do is try to focus on the one hand, not focus on ourselves so much that we lose sight of the bigger picture and you know, what's actually happening, but also, um, focus on ourselves enough that we're responsible and, you know, we do our part, even if it is pretty small. And we have to. Oh my God. Don't yeah. we have to? I heard today that best case scenario and best case never happens. So <clears throat> take this with a grain of salt, but best case scenario, a hundred thousand deaths in the U S before this whole thing wraps up. That's insane. That is an insane amount of people. Well, yeah. Closer to 200 probably. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it is, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous when you think about it. Yeah. It's, um, it's a hard thing to swallow given that these are potentially preventable um, things. Yeah. I think there, there were people in the medical community who had predicted something like this happening, given what we know about previous coronavirus outbreaks. Right. But also I think that as sad as it is that we need something so tragic and so, um, so horrible to, to happen for us to actually talk about some public health things that mm-hmm. need to change at least we're starting to hear a little bit of conversation about um, how to redirect our healthcare system to really help people and start actually covering people. So I'm trying to, rather than getting bogged down, I was getting bogged down in all the like terrible stories. Um, I'm trying to refocus on like, okay, there's conversations happening. People are seeing that like, it's not right that an insurance company is going to not cover you for coronavirus. Right because it wasn't in a, uh, you know, your previous policy. Right. Exactly. 
Yeah, and so, you know, local state governments are doing right by a lot of different people and small businesses, and we're helping one another out in, in ways that we should. Finding a silver lining in this is crucial <laughs> to not going crazy in quarantine, I think. <laughs> agreed, yeah. agreed. And personally, like we're really lucky that we have a great community in Boston. I know a lot of CrossFit gyms are experiencing the same thing, that the community is coming around everyone and you know, gyms are treating their employees really well. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Invictus is still paying us. Um, we're still employed with them. So I think in, and I know a lot of people in other industries aren't necessarily as lucky. So I think the CrossFit community is, you know, a blessing in this whole thing. Well, totally. As a banker, I feel obligated to make sure any CrossFit gyms that are listening, like you need to take advantage of the CARE Act that mm-hmm. just got passed into law. Mm-hmm. Uh, Small Business Administration is going to be uh, helping with loans. That, to your point, will help you continue to pay uh, employees of the business, help you keep the business open. They've got forgivable loans. I mean, it's just, it's really, you know, this is the one time when, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm usually kind of a conspiracy theorist and not a big government guy, but this is the one time crossfitters like you need to dig into the details yeah and and take advantage of something that's out there because the last thing I, I think any of us want to see if you know the 15,000 affiliates that are out there what happens when 8,000 of them close I know you that's know, what like, freaks me out and like people who are putting their memberships on hold I totally get it like that is not I'm not saying that that's wrong by any means especially if you're the kind of you know, service industry worker who's lost their job and you can't afford to pay it anymore. But like for the people that are putting them on hold for now, and those gyms might not be there when they're ready to come back. And that's the hard part is we're all sort of in this give and take of, you know, I'm not making as much or I'm not working as much. What can I give up? What can I hold on to? And, you know, the gym owners are doing the same thing. It's just so tough. There's no right and wrong. We're just all navigating these rocky waters together. It's, re- it's just a really hard place to have people in, I think, on both sides, because I think at the beginning we did have, pe- when we said, you know, the gym's closing, the natural reaction was, okay, are you still going to charge us for membership? And um, e- the hard conversation we had to have was like, well, if we let everyone cancel their membership, we won't be here to open our doors when all this is over. So mm-hmm. um, again, like, of course, it's completely understandable. People have lost their jobs. They can't afford to pay for things that they need. And that's, that's completely, completely understandable. It's just, it's difficult, you know, like how I'm so glad that the care act was just signed because I think it will provide aid for people that really, really need it. Yeah. What's been interesting for me is watching the affiliates and what I hope a lot of the athletes you're talking about here notice is that the affiliates are going above and beyond to find ways to serve their members and their athletes that they've never done before. Like these zoom classes are a great example. Um, you know, like our gym is doing, they, they post multiple option wads, meaning like they could, they create a workout of the day that they want you to do. And then they give you four others that you can choose from. Yep. Like it's yeah. a, a ridiculous amount of programming that, and then on top of that, and I'd like to point out, I'm not taking advantage of any of this cause I'm an asshole, but, <laughs> but I'm still paying them. So I'm allowed to make fun of it. Um, totally. But they're also going in and doing YouTube videos, like full demonstrations of what you yep. should be doing. And here's mm-hmm. your warm up, and like really going above and beyond. And you know, these are 23 year old kids, like just busting their butts to make sure that the members that are continuing to pay are getting, you know, what I would deem full value of their membership. And yeah. I don't think that's unique to Cliffside. I think that's happening in thousands of gyms across the country, across the world. Really. Yes. Yeah, really, totally. Really kind of spectacular to see. Yeah. 
I'm, we're doing the same thing at, at my affiliate at CrossFit Windrose and the, he's the owner, Dave has rented out almost all the equipment in the gym. So he's posting like, Hey, if you have all the equipment in the world and you want to like, you know, max out your deadlift, today's the day, but here's like four other home wads or bodyweight wads or things that you can do with, with videos, with, you know, offering to do one-on-ones with people and really dial into nutrition right now, since people mm-hmm. are home and have time for it. I mean, you know, he'll, he'll, do your macros and tell you what to order from Peapod in order to make the food that you need to do your macro. I mean, it's crazy. It's That's it's so amazing. helpful. It's so much value on top of, you know, just, just being a member. So. Yeah. And I think that's, perhaps it's not unique. I know that there are other studios and things like that doing zoom classes and all that, but I think it's really because as coaches, we care about people, you know, we don't want to, regardless of whether they're paying a membership or not, like I'm still checking in on members who have canceled just to make sure that they're doing okay and that they have options to work out yeah. when they're at home. You know, no one wants to see anyone kind of fall off the wagon just because of staying at home and being unmotivated. Cause I know a lot of people do derive their motivation from being at the gym. Like you said, John, like you can have all the equipment in the world and still not want to work out because it's in your own house. Well, so. I'm, I'm lucky. I mean, I've got, I've got kind of like my own separate community of people that hold me accountable or make fun of me or whatever the hell they do. <laughs> whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. And like, they'll send me workouts and I'll post stuff knowing good and well, I'll get 50 people messaging me back going, Hey, I did your workout and I beat you by three minutes, you know? Mm. Um, and so that keeps me motivated, but I know it's really hard because I talk to people that go, man, I'm doing burpees again, you know, or, or, you know, they're having to do push-ups in their in their living room because they don't have space for anything else. They live in these tiny little apartments, you know, and it's just so tough. I just, uh, I'm just, I'm ready for us to get through this and get back to our community. Yeah, I agree. Agreed. So if you, and and this is like way suspend reality, just kind of fantasy talk at this point, but if you had a choice in terms of how things went, you know, from here on out, I'm assuming the games are going to have to be canceled or at least postponed. But let's just say they're canceled, you know, following in the wake of like the Olympics and all these other, you know, Wimbledon was just canceled, all these other big events. Do you think that um, the sanctionals that have happened already should count again toward 2021? Or do you think we kind of just clean slate it from here and start with the new season? I mean, what would you prefer as an athlete? That's, that's actually something I haven't thought a whole lot about logistically, how they would do that, because it makes sense to me that the sanctions that have already happened, the people who got their invites would get an invite to the games next year. Like that makes sense to me. Just it's not fair to them. They did the work they competed in and it was all fair. So they should get to go. Mm -hmm. Um, The trouble then when I think about that going forward is the open, the people who fight out of the open as like national champs. That's a lot of extra people to add to the roster. So logistically, I'm not actually sure if that's, possible. So I don't know what they'll end up doing. I do think that it's fair that if you qualified for the games this year and they don't end up happening, that you should still get to go. Um, Whether or not how I feel about that is from a competition perspective, if I do happen to qualify for the games next year, like I think it's fair if you qualified, you should get to go and compete. Um, But it's going to be interesting to see what they do. 
I don't know how they work around that logistical. Oh, me either. Logistical <laughs> nightmare, right? Yeah. Like, like you said, like people from the open national champions. I mean, uh, sanctionals that end up rescheduling for the following season. What about the ones that did happen get hap- and get to happen again? Like Dubai happened and then Dubai will happen again at the end of this year. Hopefully when we're done with all of this craziness, like, so do four people go from that competition? I, I don't right. know. Right. We're not in charge of making those decisions. (laughs) Yeah. And it's tough because then you think from a, from a perspective of the people who have already qualified, if, if they put it off completely until 2021, let's say, do those people need to do the open? Do they need to go to sanctionals again? Like, are the cynic in me is like, do they get to get drug tested? Like, Mm You know, because I mean, if you're looking at it now and you have, you know, you have like essentially a year and a half or a year and a bit, like, and you don't have to qualify again um, or do anything, you know, what do you do between now and then? You have a lot of time. Totally. Um, so it's, I do think responsible, it wouldn't be responsible to hold the games, especially given that there are so many travel restrictions now and there's so many athletes coming internationally getting visas is hard as is. So add in like coronavirus and that's just, you wouldn't have a lot of the international population able to travel here. Um, But yeah, it's going to, that's going to be an interesting twist on 2021. I wonder, I just wonder how this is all going to shake out. We're going to have to make decisions here pretty soon. I mean, yeah all these other events are are already pushing back or canceling or doing whatever. I mean, when the Olympics made the announcement, I was kind of like, okay, they're probably like the benchmark. They're probably like the standard that we're all going to go, go along here with. But. Right. And I mean, how on that note, how lucky are we as a sport that we get to compete every year on, we have the opportunity to compete on a big stage every year, like coming from gymnastics, which was an Olympic sport, not that I was ever Olympic level, but you think about it and you have, you know, people who come up and go to the Olympics and you're, you spend that entire four years geared towards one goal at the end of that four years. And it's not just that one year that you're peaking for that. It's like you have this track. So to add another year to that for a lot of sports is a huge, huge curveball. I didn't even think about that. Odds are high they're canceling this. I mean, really, really yeah. high. So, you know, Steph, if you want to get your get your competition level on, let's set up Zoom. I'm a really strong woman. Really strong. Like, <laughs> That's I, true. That is true. Is. I kill the women's RX. We'll go head to head. I'll keep you trained. You know, like, I mean, you'll still beat me by a lot, but I'm good competition. You know, I think this works. Yeah. I think this could work. But you have an assault bike which I think yeah. is an unfair advantage because that tool is like one of the best in getting you really fit really fast. I used it today. I've been, I actually have a CG bike and an assault bike today. I did. Um, yeah. So I've been doing my own programming at home and just so everybody knows, I don't just do these like super easy wads at home. What I did today was uh, five by three back squats with a, a three second pause on the first lift. And then when I was done with that, I did five rounds for time. Uh, 15 calories on the assault bike, and then one round of DT with two minutes in between each round. Ooh. It was hard as shit. That sounds tough. Will you text me that, it I want to do that. It gets better. I did ascending weight on DT. So I started, I did 75 pounds, 95 pounds, 115, 135, 155. Ooh, spicy. Yeah. So what sucked about it was um, 
the first three rounds are really light for me. The 75, 95, 115, like I'm fly through those. So you spike your heart rate, even with it's the traps. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a total trap. And then you get, it's a trap. <laughs> and and even 135 is kind of light, but 155 sucks. Ooh, so like I'm literally yeah. just standing there staring at the barbell going, what the hell, man? Like yeah, this that's round is totally taking, where I would fall apart. Is that like the first three rounds were all like two minutes each? That last round was like six minutes. So I'm yep. like, it should not take me six minutes to do this many presses. Like, this is terrible. You know? Ooh, John, I want to do that's, that one. It was fun. That's some serious training, John. Like it was fun. Games 2021, you've got a long, a long road there. Yeah. Games 2021, Masters, Ladies RX division. Uh Uh-huh. I kill kill the Ladies RX, but I do program hard. (laughs) Like the the workouts are hard. I just, you know, don't do these, you know, crazy heavy weights. Like I'm 49 years old. I don't need to blow my shoulders out for doing DT in my basement. And they find me dead down there four (laughs) weeks later, you know? I am super jealous of your double bikes. Yeah. Oh, I'm super jealous. It sounds like you have a setup of like dreams, like just amazing. So here's the, here's the problem though. So like yesterday, um, I have the C2 bike is upstairs in front of the big screen TV. Hmm. So yesterday I turn on Star Trek cause I'm a nerd and I Me sat there too. Yes, <gasps> I biked for 60 minutes, literally just wow. sat there, pedaled mass off 26,000 meters in 60 minutes. I wasn't biking that hard, but I mean, it's still, it's, you know, 18 miles per hour almost like, I'm just chugging along for literally a full hour. And that's what you do. Like you got nothing. What else am I going to do? Yeah. Anyone from concept two is listening, please. (laughs) Wait, I paid for that. Send extra bikes. (laughs) I I paid for the C2. I paid for that. We paid for our C2 as well. And I was, I was really skeptical about it. Rob was like, Oh, I think this would be a great thing. And I was really skeptical. I was like, you know, I don't know about this. And it's been one of the best things that we have that and the runner because Rob set up a big screen TV in our cardio room. And so on the days when I'm just like, it's cold outside, I look outside, it's raining. I just pop myself on that C2 bike, alternate between the runner. Sometimes I just put on like Netflix or whatever. And it's like time just flies. And it's so much better than actually sitting, just sitting in front of the TV and watching. So now I have a rule. Like if I'm going to watch Netflix multiple episodes and I'm not eating, then I have to be on a machine. Here, so here's one I did. I then. need this in my life. Yes. Yeah. Here, here's one for you. I did 10 rounds for time, 1500 meters. Um, is that right? Was it 1500 or 2000? I think I'm pretty sure it was 1500 meters. It was 1500 meters, uh, 15 push ups, 20 sit ups, 30 air squats. Hmm. So you got to yeah. go hard. You got to go hard on the, you know, what is essentially Cindy, kind of. You know, I just didn't know, don't have a pull up bar in my living room. God forbid. Um, <laughs> But, you know, it's kind of like Murph training, but you got to, you know, you got to like try to recover on the bike, but still go hard enough that you're not costing yourself time. It sucks. Right. And it takes 50 minutes because it's 10 rounds. Like you, you can't cheat the time like on that. the bike, you know? Yeah. I like that. It's fun though. Yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. And you can sit there and watch TV. I got through like a couple episodes. It was awesome. Dude, the braziers <laughs> need a bike. It's yes. got to happen. I think so. It's got to happen. It the is. downstairs in the mudroom. Mm, be perfect. Right. Kaya comes in the room with me and sits right in front of the fan. She like, she knows what's going on. So she knows she's going to be there a while. She brings the bone, just pops herself right in front of the fan. Nice. <laughs> the real bone. winner of the, of the quarantine <laughs> is Kaya for so, sure. Yes. Steph, do you know how to cheat? Do you know how to cheat the assault bike? I mean, the C2 bike? 
Um, no. Okay. So I'm going to oh, teach you this. Enlighten you me. Can't, you can't let your husband listen to this and then you need to like just destroy him one day and like freak blow out. his mind on the book. Okay. So if you take a towel or a shirt, like I was, I did this with the twins the other day at the gym. If you put your shirt over the fan and completely cover it, it makes the monitor go crazy. Like yeah. Absolutely yeah. Crazy. So like Saxon and I were next to each other biking and we put it on his and we're literally biking the exact same speed. And he was racking off calories like three like times as fast, you know, yeah. It was yeah. Like insane. So you need to like go post a 10 K time of like eight minutes or something yeah. crazy and, uh, and show him and just freak him out. Just make it real casual. Like start on the bike real hard. And then like two minutes in, like just, you know, take your shirt off real quick and like, just drape it over the front of yeah. the flywheel. Easy. So, so I did know about this trick, but I didn't know that it was a trick. It happened by accident. So Rob will know that I did this. Damn it. I know because I did exactly that. I took, you know, I got and I took off my shirt and then like hung it on the thing and it got sucked into the wheel Yep. and I'm going and I'm at like, I'm at damper seven, which for me is like, I don't usually ride that high. And I'm like, this feels great. Like, I'm crushing this bike today. So good right now. <laughs> Rob co- Rob comes over and he goes, hmm. And he takes my shirt off <laughs> and all of a sudden the, the resistance goes up again. Damn it. Like, oh man, it's feeling so good. I love that. I love that trick. Well, yeah, he I, always- I'm, a, I'm a huge fan. I, anyone listening, I'm telling you, go get a C2 bikes. Best thing in the house. No yeah. doubt about it. They're great. They're great. We, well, we want We originally were going to get an assault bike and then just where we were living, it was going to be too loud. Um, so the C2 bike was a good, um, good compromise, but if we had more space, we'd start building out the home gym right now. I think that room is pretty full. It has the runner and the bike and some room for like body weight stuff. I'm surprised you can, you can do the runner on the second floor there. That's not too loud. No. Um, we put it up on, um, like little planks. Nice. So to try to keep the noise down, um, I'm actually not sure how it sounds when we're really running. Obviously we haven't been downstairs to hear it, but it doesn't sound super loud to us. Nice. No one's complained yet. So that runner's (laughs) brutal. I I ran on one, you know, several weeks ago at the gym, I was talking to the owner of assault about it. It just destroys your calves. Like, I don't know what it is about the thing. It's just like, I ran a mile and I got done and I looked at the time. I'm like, you effing liar. Like there's no way that mile is that slow. (laughs) Yeah, it's like running uphill in my world. Yeah. 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 When I was marathon training in 2017, I spent 60 minutes on one, one time. And it was like, I'm never doing this again. Yeah. <laughs> and I was hella conditioned. <laughs> never doing that shit again. Yeah. Well, it's funny how it really does force you into good form. Like you can feel it the yeah. second you start to like drop your hips. It's like all of a sudden, like your calves and your hips and everything just lights up and you're like, oh yeah, that doesn't feel right. Mm-mm. Yeah. So I can feel it the second I get on it because my form is shitty. So <laughs> totally makes Same. sense. My running form is the worst. I am like, I heel strike. Like I don't, I was probably put on this fucking earth just to heel strike. Like that's how <laughs> bad it is. And Matt used to complain that like he could hear me walking all over the house at all points of day and night. And I would be like, mm-hmm. shut up. You know what you're talking about? Like, stop making fun of me, whatever. I went to the like technical running store to get fitted for like really nice running shoes back when I was marathon training. And the guy like looked at my old runners, like stuck his fingers in the heel and was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, no, really? Like my husband's right when he bitches about me walking. Like, 
fucking like stone through the house. And he's like, yeah, you're probably hitting your shoes with like eight to 10 times your body weight in your heel. And I was like, oh, oh, that's <laughs> when you put it so like that. <laughs> so many pounds. Damn it. Rob says the same thing when I run and when I walk, he's like, you can, I can hear you around the block. Yeah. Like I know you're coming. Yeah. Do you have yeah. a run coach? Do you use somebody for running? Um, yes, I actually just started working with a guy. He's a, a member at Invictus. Um, he's coached a couple other, m- well, many other athletes, um, but a couple other, um, girls who are in the area. Um, so we started working together just to, um, to work on my form a little bit. I'm not, I didn't grow up running, so it's not supernatural for me. Um, so it's something where when I get tired, it really deteriorates fast. It's always amazing to me so. how many you know people just, and even games athletes that, they never train running ever. You know, it's just like, they just think, all right, we just go out and run. And like, I had a run coach for a summer. I, I always thought that I'm like, look what you do. You put one foot in front of the other. You just go run around the block. How hard can this shit be? Like, it's not that hard. Mm. And then I got a run coach and he said the same thing. Nikki was just saying, he's like, dude, you look like an idiot. Like, what mm-hmm. are you doing? Mm-hmm. And within 90 days, he had taken two minutes off my mile just by making wow. me more efficient. Like, yeah. you know, it wasn't great. like I got any stronger necessarily. I mean, I think I got a little you know, like kind of naturally faster from running a lot, but it was really just like, to your point, like not having your hips sag and having your feet in the right place. Yeah. None of which I can do now, by the way, but, <laughs> but you know it, but I know it. I it's know in I there you could do it. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's yeah. It's funny. It's, and trust me, it's not for lack of training running. There's been years that I've been doing running, um, you know, putting in the distance and kind of doing the intervals and all the things that you're supposed to do to get better at running. Um, it's just not something that's natural to me. It's like being upside down, supernatural, um, being like running, not supernatural. (laughs) There's just something that feels funny about it. And I don't know what feels right. And I don't, I know it doesn't feel efficient, but, um, we're working on, on fixing that and getting me a little bit more efficient at distance. It's me with like every CrossFit movement. I don't know what feels right. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what's happening. I'm just going to keep moving. This is wrong. It doesn't, it doesn't feel great, but I don't know. I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> See, wait till you guys get older and then it's like oh, li- life just to. does that shit to you. Like I just wake up some mornings and I'm like, I hope my ankles feel good today. I hope, I hope when I get out of bed, they don't, they don't crack. Like I'm crumpling up a piece of paper, you know, and some days they do. Some days they don't, you know, every day's a gift. Yeah. <laughs> Especially now, man. I know. Yeah. For, for sure. Right now. Well, now that you have an assault bike, you're going to wake up fit every single day. I'm jealous. No, I'm not. Uh, look, I'm, I'm not putting it in every single workout. I do it. I've, I ride the C2 bike almost every day, like full disclosure, mm-hmm. like just because it's easy. Like you just get on it and just pedal your ass off for an hour. The uh, assault bike, I view like sprinting. So like I try to do it two times a week, maybe like that's enough for me to not completely and utterly hate it and enough to know <laughs> that I'm enough to know that I'm using it to to get fit. Like today was good. Like 15 calories is pretty good. I put it in a lot of imams and I'll do 12 to 15 calories in a minute and, you know, just rev that thing up really hard for 15 to 25 seconds. And then, you know, take off the rest of the minute. Cause that's how I roll. But yeah, that's enough. <laughs> that's enough for me. Really. I don't need to, I don't need to do it too much. My daughter hates it too. And my dad hates it. So the whole family hates it. Oh, it's a family affair. The family affair. <laughs> it's genetic. Oh, it. it really, it really is. Well, this was fun, guys. I know. Yeah. yeah. Steph should just be on all the time. We could just can have, come you? On a, yeah. 
I have nothing to do. Well, that's not exactly true, <laughs> but I've got a lot of time right now. In between Zoom classes, totally free. <laughs> Perfect. We should, we should just make the podcast like you, me, and like 10 games athletes every week. And we just all just get on and just talk about all the dumb shit we're doing in our houses. I mean, like, I feel like there's right. not much else to talk about right now other than... Like you good, you good. Hey, you alive? You good over there? You quarantined? Cool. What's your workout today? Cool. What bullshit did you eat? Like out of your pantry that you should not have had. <laughs> I know. I'm craving like the conversations that aren't revolving around like quarantine. Like I know oh. it's it's impossible because nothing else is happening. So that's just it. Everyone's talking about that. Like Rob and I have ran, run out of things to watch on YouTube, which is really hard to do. I don't know. Yeah. And I ran through my Netflix list very fast. I'm going back to old shows, like rewatching seasons. We are rewatching old Great British Baking Show right now. A lot of people are watching that. I never watched that. <gasps> Ooh, out of So I might need to do that. Highly yeah. recommend. They're I've so got- nice to each other. I don't understand. It's so cute. <laughs> so British. Yeah, so British. <laughs> I've gotten so deep into YouTube. I stumbled across some video of some guy who claimed his grandfather had killed Bigfoot and he still had the hand Bigfoot's hand frozen in his free. You can't make this shit up. This is like the deep web of YouTube. Please send like, me this link. Oh, so great. There's so like, you just like, I don't know what happens. Like one minute I'm watching guitar videos and like learning stuff, you know, to learn to play. Next thing I'm watching some guy holding a hand of Bigfoot. It's just like, that's the way YouTube rolls. It's the best. You get, you get pretty deep, pretty lost. Yeah. We, we definitely do that. We go from, we like food videos. So yes. we watch people making food or explaining how they made food and then critiquing their food. And then we also watch, what have, what have we been watching on YouTube? We watch, what did you say? Tiger King. Oh my God. Tiger can King. we talk about Tiger King? I haven't so, seen it. <gasps> me, I have not seen it. I've just I seen haven't seen it either. You haven't seen it either? <laughs> oh my God. You Someone needs to talk to me about this show. <laughs> so Rob watched all of it. I watched like the first, I don't know, 10 minutes with How him. Stop. I had to go somewhere else and he continued to watch it and he binged it on his own. And no, now Rob, that is the cardinal rule of quarantine. You can't do that. Oh my God. And I was being all nice, not binging the shows that we were watching together without him. And now I have to watch Tiger King by myself. Oh my God. He's got John. You can watch with Steph on Netflix Party now. Look, I mm-hmm. feel like I've already seen it because I've seen all the memes. This is no, my no. There's not enough memes in the world to explain the <laughs> twists and turns of this bullshit. You have to watch. <laughs> all right, all right. This is next on my list. I'll put the blacklist on hold. I'm making like, some serious progress in the blacklist, by the way. Okay, if, good, good. If I can only find time in the 14 hours, I'm doing nothing. I'll do my best. <laughs> put on the C2 bike. Get yeah. on, and <laughs> put on Tiger on King. Tiger King. I'm yeah. telling you right now, it is what you need right now. Okay. It's amazing. I will. I will. It'll, right. be, it'll be meme gold. It'll be good. Oh, it will be. It, it will be. And if you can incorporate me into any Tiger King memes, I'm all about it. <laughs> See, I don't get to <laughs> I love the show. I'm running. I run into the same problem Steph's talking about here. Like I get on YouTube and it's like, oh, you like this video? I always suggest this. And so I watch it. And then because you've gone a little farther down the rabbit hole, it's like, oh, we'll suggest this. And next thing you know, you're seeing Bigfoot getting killed by somebody's granddad. Like it's just, it's the You didn't ask for it, but that's ever. what you've gotten. Yep. You want to watch YouTube? Ghost videos is the best on YouTube. Okay. I can get oh behind that shit. It is because so ghosts good. are real, you guys. So much creepy shit out there, and it's all so funny. It's just the best. 
So good. YouTube is such a great universe. <laughs> I never, ever place. watch. We've been, um, we have, you know, Netflix, Hulu, and I've been really into some of the Amazon Prime shows lately. Yeah, oh. they're good. And don't get down into YouTube. I, I've got to. Now I have all the time in the world, so sure. <laughs> I, I legit told one of the girls the other day, I was considering getting rid of Netflix and Hulu and just having YouTube. It's that good. There's really? Just, there's so much crazy shit out there. It's like, and it never ends. Well, don't get rid of Netflix until you watch Tiger King. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm, not getting, bored. I'm, I'm not getting rid of Netflix. Come on. Now's not the time to get rid of Netflix. I'm in a quarantine. <laughs> now's not. <laughs> now's I'm not the time. adding shit. I just added CBS <laughs> Access so I could watch more Star Trek. Like Discovery. On, yes, I'm I'm in the middle of season two. You got to watch The Expanse on okay. Amazon. It's like... I've heard of that. So good. If you're a sci-fi fan, I'm not, I'm not like all way caught up or anything, but as a Trekkie for life, it's definitely like scratching the itch. It's good. You know what? You and I have not been watching our CrossFit videos at all. I have not watched any. I haven't watched the fittest. I haven't watched. Oh, um, you haven't watched. I can't bring myself to watch it. Like I'm, it just makes me sad. I don't really, I I think you should watch it. I thought it was really good. I kind of feel like I need to now that Dave is trash talking everybody, but um, <laughs> I mean, he's just like poor Vellner, like Jesus, like he is just on this guy's ass 24 seven. Yeah. It's he's been, he's taken to social media for sure to, to give his own opinion, but I think it's definitely worth a watch. The guys did a really, really nice job with it. Um, and also what's worth a listen to afterwards is Sean and Tommy's podcast um, talking elite fitness where they have Dave Castro on, where he gives a lot of his own opinions following the film and on some of the critiques that the athletes made on some of the things that happened at the games last year. It's, 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 he's great. He's so well-spoken and he's very conscious of, you know, all the different sort of mindsets out there. And he, I just think he does a really good job. So it's worth watching. It's worth listening. And then it's worth looking at the trolling he's doing of Vellner and other athletes on his Instagram oh too. Oh my God. And the, just reading the comments of is just like gold. It's so it's good. good. Yeah. I, I haven't watched that either. We've been, um, we're really, we have a lot of streaming services. So we've been just rotating between them, get sick of one, go on to another, but I, I forgot about the fittest. I need to watch that. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. What what you should do stuff is go into your Instagram page and make some comment that you think that if the, if it had been structured different, there would have been a different top 10 and Dave will just light you up for it. Like, (laughs) He just, he can't, he, he, he cannot handle any criticism. And I, if I'd like to go on record here, I love Dave. I think he's an amazing programmer, smart guy. He's a great coach. Like I don't have a lot of complaints about him, but he could not hit, he handles cr- criticism worse than I do. And that's impressive as fuck. Really? Do you think so? I don't think so. I, in my, to me, when, when he like lights people up like that, it's like, well, a million and a half fucking people give him their opinion constantly. So he just gives it back. That's kind of how I look at it. I don't know. I I don't blame him for doing it. I'm just saying like, he's, he's gone in on Vellner so hard, you know, and Vellner's a smart dude. It's not like he's just a total dumbass over here. I mean, like he's a smart, smart guy. He knows what he's doing, you know? And it just like totally discounts everything he says. It's just, it's so much fun for me. I love it. Like it's just two dudes like who disagree on something. I know. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I won't even need to add Dave Castro, just post it and he'll find me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll find the comment. <laughs> Post it and they will come. <laughs> he, sees, he sees everything. He's like Santa Claus. He sees all. Yeah. I think so. I think so. I'm really happy that their uh, Instagram page is back. Yeah. I've been enjoying seeing like, I'm not a huge, 
I don't do a, a lot of like searching within Instagram to find like new people in different boxes and things. So I really like seeing theirs um, posting like people doing workouts from different gyms or what different gyms are doing for their members. And so I've really been enjoying that. Yeah, me too. And I'm glad they're back. I'm glad they're rocking this initiative to sort of help gyms out. I'm glad that United in Movement has come uh, come along to help help people out as well. And there's not a ton of information yet on exactly how all of that is going to be structured, but I'm just glad to see that there are initiatives out there that are starting to gain momentum and that will hopefully, you know, within the next couple of weeks, drop a ton more details on how exactly boxes and humanitarian efforts and people who are struggling will get the help that they need. Right. I was really excited when you asked me to do a video for that, even though I was like, hmm, what am I going to film? Um, but I think that's really cool. I, yeah. I just heard of it and all of a sudden it blew up everywhere and yeah, yeah it's going to be cool to know more details. Yeah. Exactly. How it's going to help people. So what we know right now in terms of all this stuff is two things are happening on Friday. Um, CrossFit is launching a support your local box initiative, which is an online uh, competition that will raise money directly for gyms. And then United in Movement is another group that is also launching Friday. That is a similar sort of online competition. I think there are different durations. I think that the CrossFit one might be three weeks or five weeks, like once a week kind of thing. And then United mm-hmm. in Movement is going to be like once a day for seven days or something along those lines. And, um, we'll be raising money for, you know, people who are struggling humanitarian efforts and small businesses. And there'll, there'll be a committee that will, um, review applications for, for people who can apply and say that they would like some help. And a United in Movement is launching, but this 24 hour YouTube stream a thon where we're like, you know, just blasting content, talking to people, you know, getting, getting folks like Steph involved who are, you can lead classes and you can like kind of do some mobility here and pop into a body weight class over there with a different athlete and, you know, just raise money and awareness and be part of this community. I think everyone is just trying to make content and make ways for us to connect with one another while we're all stuck at home, which is, which is great. You know, I'm, I miss that, miss that part of being in the gym. So it's nice to have it online. It is. And it's so lucky that we have the ability to do that now, you know, our, our infrastructure, our social media infrastructure is very good in years ago, we wouldn't have had the opportunity to even connect with people other than maybe a phone call. Yeah. And, and now John can make all the memes he wants. <laughs> I know. I'm actually hoping with this CrossFit at home, you know, support your box open that they're doing that I get to hit my one rep max on a, on a broom snatch. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> oh, so that's what you're training for right now. Yes. Yep. Broom, broom snatches and antifreeze jug deadlifts. It'll be so much fun. Hey man, they predicted this shit would happen. Yeah. Hey, we were all laughing and now we're all like, get the soup cans out. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest. I think like if there is a bright, you know, there's, there are going to be some bright spots that come out of this pandemic. And one of them is people are going to realize you don't need, you don't have to have a barbell and a bunch of dumbbells and like all this fancy equipment to stay fit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're not going to be games level athlete by not having that stuff, but you can absolutely do chair dips and burpees and push ups and sit ups and stay really, really fit. Totally. You know, and I think people are going to learn that and, and realize that like they're going to come out of this and get back to CrossFit and realize they're not going to die in the first week, it, assuming they're not sitting on the couch eating Cheetos every night. Right. So, I mean, Nikki, you might die, but everybody I might. else. I might. Hey, I'm pulling doubles over here. I'm trying. That's impressive. Yeah. That's impressive. I'm trying not to dip too much into the peanut butter. 
Yeah, it's so hard though. I know. Yeah, Matt so had to good. write limit intake on the peanut butter jar on the top of it in Sharpie for me. <laughs> I am well aware, sir, that I must limit my intake. <laughs> I just feel like there's going to be a label on like the cabinet, like caution, <laughs> proceed with caution. Do not like, enter. On the shelf, like think twice and then no. on the thing, limit intake. It's like <laughs> every step. We're there. Think. We're there. Think about your actions. <laughs> Do you really want to be doing this? But like in a moment of like sheer like peanut butter rage, I'm like, yes, yes, I want to be doing You just this. blow through all the sides. All of them. <laughs> oh, peanut butter's the best. There's nothing wrong with peanut butter. 24-7 for me. Mm-hmm. So oh, I love peanut butter. All right, guys. Well, this has been fun. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. This is Anytime. so fun. Anytime. And we'll, we'll set up our uh, our Zoom competition soon. Yeah, that's perfect. I'm really excited. I'm going to judge. You program. Oh, oh, great. Peanut butter for time. I would really actually not be sure who would win that that, that competition. This is perfect. Yeah, I'm a serious peanut butter eater. This is great. Each of us can make up a workout. We'll Zoom. Do it all together. Whatever you want. Maybe unfitness related. Ooh, okay. I'm going to start thinking about this. All right, like let's plan. It. Let's plan this. I think this is a. Uh, this will be an ongoing thing. We'll definitely Fantastic. do this. I like we this. Got nothing but time. Let's make this happen. <laughs> do it. I love totally. it. Totally. All right. Well, everyone, thank you for uh, tuning in, and make sure you go follow Steph Chung on Instagram and keep track of her career. At some point, CrossFit's coming back, and she's a rising star in it. So make sure you pay attention to her. Uh, Nikki and I will be back soon to apparently continue to talk about this pandemic that I think <laughs> may go on forever. God forbid. Uh, for those of you listening, stay safe, uh, make sure you're maintaining social distancing. That is actually very important and not a joke. And, uh, we will talk to you guys all soon.